It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Alongside Vanessa Richardson, I'm Michelle Smallman. And we welcome in the host of Canty and Carlin, Chris Carlin, who's with us here on ESPN Radio. And Chris Carlin has unbelievable sports takes. And we're going to get into some of them here in just a second. But just as great are his observations on life. So, Carlin, as we welcome you into your show, before we get into your surprise NFL predictions, some of the big sports topics of the day, you put on Instagram the formula for the perfect sandwich. A study had come out about how to, mm. uh, to arrange the perfect sandwich. So can you just break that down for us? What do you think needs to be in the perfect sandwich? Well, I think a couple of things. Number one, uh, this was based on a poll of Americans, and I'm having trouble <laughs> believing that most Americans want ham in their perfect sandwich. I, <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry, ham is, ham's disgusting. I don't mean to put an entire industry under the light, under the microscope, but let's let's just call it what it is. It, it's it's well disgusting. now the ham people are going to come for you. Good that's luck. Right. Yeah, that's well, right. you know, big ham, come on after it. Come get some. <laughs> that's that's what I'd say. Uh, <laughs> It's here's it's very simple, okay, and it's not restrictive, at least all that much. Chicken or turkey, completely acceptable as your meat. Any sort of red meat that's cold, no, 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 no. There's no cold red meat. Roast beef I, it does nothing for me. I just, I'm sorry, I'm going to pass on that. Um, cheeses, there's really only a couple of acceptable cheeses. American cheese, which I know. There are cheese snobs out there. We've covered that before. Um, there are, uh, you know, cheddar, uh, mozzarella, provolone, all good. Monterey Jack, absolutely. Swiss, get that crap out of here. Whoa. Come on. Oh. Swiss tastes like a sock. Let's oh. be honest. Swiss is amazing. Oh, anyway, no. You continue. It's okay. <laughs> One condiment, but under no circumstances are you to have ketchup on any sort of cold sandwich. I don't, I don't believe in that. And then, as far as the bread's concerned, you, you do you, boo. You, you, it's fine. Whatever you want. You want to wrap, you go nuts. It's it's all good. But I don't believe that we should be, under any circumstance, uh, having any kind of other meat besides chicken or turkey and everything I just outlined there. I feel like I'm leaving one or two things out, but... You get the point. Is this for a cold sandwich? This yes. This is for a cold sandwich. This is, I'm okay. making hot sandwich, completely different rules. And really, I mean, in a lot of ways, there are no rules when it comes to hot sandwiches <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. You want lettuce and tomato? Go nuts. On a cold sandwich? Absolutely. Go nuts. Oh, and bacon at at all costs should be involved if possible. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Like a turkey bacon sandwich. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, that's fire. That's These fire. are words to live by. Yeah. Honestly, they are. Listen, I hope you're paying attention, America, because I Chris had, Carlin has a formula. I had a wrap today that was chicken, grilled chicken, uh, a couple of strips of bacon, and a slice of cheddar. And let me tell you something. That was 
something that just made my day. I was in a bad mood. I was cranky. And then all of a sudden, I wasn't. That sounds amazing. I could use one of those right now. Okay, so from cold sandwiches to hot takes, Chris Carlin today on Greeny, you gave your you gave your surprise NFL predictions. Number one on the list is that the Buffalo Bills will miss the playoffs. The floor is yours, sir. Sir, explain yourself. Okay, it's a few things here. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about camp about how everything with Diggs and with Josh Allen is kind of sorted out, and and that's great. Um, I look at the Bills' schedule this year, and I kind of don't feel great about their ability to just go and dominate as they have in years past. The division, I think we can all agree, uh, is much better. The Bills' schedule at the moment, I believe, is either fifth or sixth uh, in the entire league. But if you look at the first six or seven games, if you don't get out of those games at least four and two or so, and I'll run them down for you quick. At the Jets, the Raiders at home, the uh, at Washington, Miami, Jacksonville, the Giants, before they get you know a trip to New England and then uh, Tampa Bay. Those first six games, like you should be four and two, and at the same time I could see them going three and three or even two and four because I'm much higher on Washington's defense than a lot of people are. So – All I'm saying is, if in fact things are not going well, I could see this implode on the Bills this season. It doesn't mean that they're toast for good or they've missed their window completely. What it means is this feels like a team... You you ever ever been in a relationship and you could sit there and think, I just, I don't... I'm not in love with where this seems to be going, but I'm not positive I'm going to ride this out. I still think there's high hopes here, and you had been in very, very good places before. And you're like, we can get back to that. But there are underlying issues. That's what the Bills feel like. Yeah, always the underlying issues. That's why I'm on Bumble. Um, (laughs) One of those games is against the Jags. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Jags throughout the show for our two-a-day training camp talk. The Jags and the AFC South in general is very interesting to me. I have covered the Texans before. I grew up a Colts fan. But just in general, what is the Titans quarterback situation? What will Trevor Lawrence look like year two under Doug Peterson? Year three for him, but his second year under uh, Doug Peterson. Selfish for selfish reasons. I want to know what is your prediction for the AFC South? Yeah, I think the Jags are going to win the AFC South. And um, if we're going to talk about in the conversation at the end of the year, four or five MVP candidates, I think Trevor Lawrence will be one of them. Um, there are th- there's wow. some things about the Jaguars that I think people miss. Um, number one, uh, the fact that Travis Etienne is incredibly underrated as a running back. He averaged over five yards a carry last year, had 1,100 yards on just 220 carries, I think it was. Uh, so he didn't get overutilized. I love the way they deployed him. And I, I love the way that Lawrence is coming along. And this tells you everything about Trevor Lawrence. This was when he got drafted, it was a once in a generation quarterback. But because of everything that happened with Urban Meyer, we forgot about that pretty quickly. And then Doug Peterson came along and 
here's a newsflash. Doug knows what he's doing with quarterbacks, and he, <laughs> he has done a great job with him. I, I love the fact that they went out and made the Calvin Ridley trade when they did. It was kind of under the radar, mm-hmm. um, and he was suspended, and they were looking forward. I think Calvin Ridley's got a chance to have a massive season, especially with Evan Ingram, who seems to have come around a tight end, and Christian Kirk. And then I, I honestly believe the Jags' defense is is pretty underrated, to tell you the truth. Um, I really like them a lot. I've I've liked Josh Allen as a pass rusher. Uh, for a really long time, the other Josh Allen, I should say, and I, I, I don't. I think their secondary is pretty good. So I'm I'm very high in Jacksonville. I expect them to win the division, and I'll go as far as to say this: they'll be playing in the in the AFC Championship game. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I did, wow. went a little far with it today. Sometimes you talk yourself into things, you know, like in relationships. But yes, this was the <laughs> yes. this was this was where I I went to this morning. Okay, well, if it happens, no. Chris Carlin had it first. He had the take first. And when it doesn't, please lose the number. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll forget all about sports and sandwiches from Chris Carlin today. What what more could you ask for in life? Only the best stuff. Only the best stuff. uh, I try to bring it. I try to bring it each and every time. I do what I can. You do. Well, thank you so much for the time, Carlin. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chris. All right, Vanessa Richardson, Michelle Smallman on Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. And ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. ESPN Radio, NFL Nation, Takeover Weekend. So this past weekend here on ESPN Radio, we had NFL Nation Takeover, Vanessa, where we went around the league. We spoke to all of our NFL Nation reporters about the biggest issues and storylines facing the teams that they cover. So we are going to take some of the best sound and the best storylines from that, and we're going to examine it. Are you ready to go? I am ready. Well, let's start first with a team who has a lot of talent, a lot of expectations, and a lot of pressure, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. The main question for them is about their quarterback, Dak Prescott. Can he step up in the big moment? Can he clean up on the tip passes and the turnovers? Will the Dallas Cowboys ever be able to get over that hump? Here's Todd Archer, our ESPN NFL Nation Cowboys reporter. I wish I could find somebody in the organization to think otherwise, and I don't think it's just because he's being paid $40 million a year. Now, I do think they're, they've come to the realization that he is a quarterback that needs help and needs to have people around him, that he's not a guy that will lift uh, lift all the boats, so to speak. You know, that they went out this year and get Brandon Cooks a couple years ago. They get Amari Cooper. He has tools and weapons around him, and that that's what he needs to win. So, you know, you look at the rest of the NFC, if you want to call Jalen Hurts the best best in the NFC, I'll grant you that. If Dak Prescott's not number two, then I don't know anybody's watching. So the question is, Vanessa, as Todd Archer just answered there, do you think Dak Prescott can win a Super Bowl for Dallas? I don't. I don't. It's so many things have to happen in order for you to win a Super Bowl. You have to stay healthy. You have to be surrounded by pieces that stay healthy. You have to have supportive ownership, which I do think as crazy as Jerry Jones is and has uh, maybe crazy eccentric as Jerry Jones is. I do think he's supportive. You have to have a great coach. Um, or it's preferred that you have a great coach. A lot of things have to happen. And oh, by the way, you got those Eagles to deal with. So, I don't I I don't see it happening for Dak, Dak Prescott. Seems like a great guy. Uh he is a part of one of the most pressure-filled jobs being a quarterback for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. one of those iconic franchises, but I don't see it happening. 
I am kind of with Todd Archer there. I think the Cowboys could win a Super Bowl, but I don't know if it's going to be because Dak Prescott wills them to it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think that he Mm -hmm. can be a good enough quarterback, a productive enough quarterback to get them there. But Patrick Mahomes is a guy that will take over a game. He will somehow make it happen. He will put his team on his back, and he will win the game for them. And I don't know if we're going to see Dak Prescott do that in the playoffs. If they win, I think Dak does his job. I don't think he's the headline. I don't think Dak Prescott has some unbelievable play or an unbelievable throw that that gets the Dallas Cowboys over the hump. All right, well, let's swing things down to Miami. Dalvin Cook's still out there. Everybody's wondering what his situation is with the Dolphins. It, it is his hometown team, so we know that that's a possible landing spot for Dallas. Dalvin Cook, but why aren't the Dolphins signing Dalvin Cook? Here's our ESPN NFL Nation Dolphins reporter, Marcel Louis-Jacques. They're interested at a certain price. They're not going to pay through the nose for him. They're not going to break the bank. It's probably not even the deal that, that Dalvin and his team expected when when they left Minnesota, when he was released by Minnesota. Uh, from my sources, the number is somewhere around $4 million a year that would be offered. That's not exciting for a guy of Dalvin Cook's caliber. So it kind of depends on what kind of discount he wants to take in order to to come home. He is from Miami. He has made it, you know, no secret whatsoever that he would love to play for his hometown team. But it is not going to be at a premium price. So, Vanessa, it's kind of a who blinks first situation because the Dolphins Mm -hmm. would love to add a four-time Pro Bowler to their offense, and they would love to add another weapon there for Tua, but they're not in desperation mode, and they're not going to break the bank, as Marcel just outlined for, for Dalvin Cook. He needs to determine if the price point isn't there, if playing for his hometown team and playing for a team that could be in the conversation to contend is enough for him. You always hear the term hometown discount. I think offensive coordinator Frank Smith has the weapons he needs, but who wouldn't, like you said, want a four-time pro bowler? When you look at the fact that he went to Florida State, you look at the fact that the market right now is what it is, I think it'd be smart for him to sign. What could he do with Tua? I think it could be really exciting. Um, We'll see, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I, I don't think Mike McDaniel would hate having another weapon as well. So let's go to a team that, was in the Super Bowl last year and has expectations to be right there again in the Philadelphia Eagles. So their head coach, Nick Sirianni, Vanessa, high, high praise for Jalen Hurts. The the quote that got a lot of traction was this. I see him continuing to get better. I'm really pleased with how he's been so far throughout camp. I just see continued improvement and continued consistency with Jalen. So high praise for his quarterback. We saw him take a massive leap last year. People are are wanting him to replicate that again. Here's our ESPN NFL Nation Eagles reporter, Tim McManus. I was watching him throw, and the two things that came to mind when I was watching him, and I I wrote them down in my notebook, uh, was effortless and accurate when describing his throwing motion. And it took me a second, and I I thought, man, even if you would have told me this time last year that those were the two words or those are the ways that that he was striking me, it would have seemed even far-fetched. But he has um, obviously answered the call uh, coming up to nearly an MVP status last year. And talking with Coach Nick Sirianni earlier this offseason, he says that he's seen another jump and hurts his game when it comes to decision-making and accuracy. So – Vanessa, 
Chris Carlin just gave us some of his NFL predictions. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the MVP this year. He would have gotten it last year had he not gotten hurt in the last two games of the season down the stretch. I see no reason why he shouldn't be better this year than he was last year. He has that all of that success under his belt, all of the reps under his belt. He has more confidence in himself, more cohesion with his team. I think he's going to be right there again this year, and I would not be surprised if he wins the MVP this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's MVP either. When you look at the fact that he has now been to the Super Bowl, you look at the fact that he has A.J. Brown, um, you look at the fact that he he's humble, he's coachable, he's everything that you always hear about, like it seems like two quarterbacks, like him and Patrick Mahomes, as kind of being the faces of these le- this league. And you put Josh Allen and Joe Burrow in there as well. But I think now that, that Jalen Hurts has been to the Super Bowl, I think he just turned 25 years old yesterday. He's trending up, and if he stays healthy, I really do think the sky's the limit. You know me, I always trust the reporters that are boots on the ground there Mm -hmm. every day watching it. So for Tim to say this means a lot. Well, let's go out west to a team that is in the conversation to contend in the NFC in the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Names at the quarterback position, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. What's the latest with the quarterback competition? Here's our ESPN NFL 49ers reporter, Nick Wagner. This is Brock Purdy's job, and I know for whatever reason people didn't want to believe it uh, when when Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch basically said that at the owners' meetings as far back as March. But uh, the only real question was, you know, that could that could change that was if Brock Purdy wasn't healthy, if he wasn't able to get back from the elbow surgery in time to do much in camp, and that hasn't been the case. He's not quite fully cleared yet, guys. He's He's doing a two-on, one-off, you know, three-day kind of rotation right now. And the hope is is that as soon as starting this week, actually, we'll find out uh, tomorrow that he'll get fully cleared and be able to, to go without any sort of restriction at all. If he's healthy, it's Brock Purdy's job to lose, Vanessa. It feels like this quarterback situation with the 49ers has been going on for a decade, and I know that that's uh, incredibly dramatic. But, look, Trey Lance, like, what did it come down to? Health, staying healthy, being able to stay upright. Jimmy G, what did it get? Health, staying healthy. I just want them to be competitive because the pieces around them and the pieces they have on defense speak for themselves. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. This is what training camp's all about, decisions like that. And uh, if he says it, I believe it for sure. And it might not even really matter who's under center in San Francisco with that scheme yeah. that we see out of there with Kyle Shanahan. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. She's Vanessa Richardson. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Canteen Carlin here on ESPN Radio. And coming up next, the NFL season is just 31 days away. We're a month out from the start of the regular season. Are the Bengals going to be okay if they're without Joe Burrow to start week one? We'll talk about it next. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Alongside Vanessa Richardson, I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And we're really feeling that lady marmalade. Vanessa, I saw you giving a little dance moves over there. What if I told you that that was our karaoke song for me and my group of friends in college. And I did Pink's part, the part right now. Now, am I going to sing it and embarrass myself on national radio? No, not right now, but maybe eventually. I would love for you to do it, but my my (laughs) follow-up question was going to be, who had to be Christina? Because you have to have a pretty strong set of pipes to be able to pull off a Christina Aguilera verse. My friend Lindsay, and she she killed it. Did nice. she really kill it, or were we just uh, overserved at the Wild <laughs> Beaver Saloon in Indianapolis? I don't know. You tell me, Michelle. You uh, tell me. The Wild Beaver Saloon. You know that's a good time. <laughs> Guaranteed good time at the Wild <laughs> Beaver Saloon. Well, as the days have rolled on since Friday, Vanessa, we've been getting just headline after headline about conference realignment in college football. Oregon and Washington left. Then we got word about Arizona, Arizona State, Utah going to the Big 12 uh, after Oregon and Washington went to the Big 10. And the latest two dominoes to drop indeed have. This is the latest from Pete Thamel over at ESPN. This is news that's developing right now. According to Pete Thamel, ACC leaders are expected to begin exploratory discussions on the potential additions of Cal and Stanford to the, to the conference. Sources caution that the two scheduled discussions are in the embryonic stages. One call slated with the ACC athletic directors and a separate call with the league's presidents will play out on Monday and Tuesday. But clearly... Uh, Vanessa, after the dominoes fell on Friday, we now have Cal and Stanford determining their future, and it all signs pointing to the ACC. Um, I've said this before. College football at this point just needs to be separate, separate from the other sports. It makes no sense for a softball player at Rutgers University to travel to UCLA uh, for Big Ten, or in this, at this point we're talking about these Ivy Leagues. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. So, I hope that they're able to get some of it resolved, but as we know, um, it is about money. I think Nick Saban said it best, and I think 
there's this is the beginning of what's going to be a crazy time period that we're going to look back in realignment. From college football to the NFL, let's go now to our ESPN NFL analyst, Mina Kimes, who joins Vanessa Richardson and Michelle Smallman here on Canty and Carlin. Mina, thanks so much for the time today. Let's start with the Bengals. So we know Joe Burrow is out because of that calf strain. And his wide receiver, Jamar Chase, said that he wants Joe Burrow to be 100% ready before he returns. But can the Bengals run the risk of starting out slow in a loaded AFC if Joe Burrow isn't under center? You know, I, I think Jamar's comments, he was just intending to be supportive, not suggesting that uh, Bro actually missed games. And with the, the calf strain and the timeline, I would be pretty surprised if he missed week one. But that said, he might not be 100%. Uh, you know, I, I, we think of him, of course, as being pocket passer, gets the ball out quickly, not a prolific rusher, but he does use his legs a fair amount. I mean, he, he's a very excellent pocket manager. I think he's a really uh, effective scrambler when he does choose to take off. It punishes defenses. So if he's limited in any way, that could cause some issues. And to answer your question about the AFC, I mean, it's not just that the AFC is loaded. The AFC North is loaded. That's a really strong division. Uh, and Looking at both, you know, the, the Ravens, I think, have – just as strong of a roster as Cincinnati, maybe not quite as strong, but if they were to drop a few games, um, it seems like it would be difficult for them to catch up. So it will matter towards winning the division and ultimately playoff seating. Mina, the Texans announced today officially that CJ Stroud is going to start Thursday in that first preseason game. A lot of conversation about the rookie quarterbacks, whether it's Levis, Young, Richardson, which rookie quarterback are you looking forward to watching the most and why? Well, I'm most intrigued by Anthony Richardson because I think he's the only one who realistically won't start week one. Um, Young and I, and I think Stroud, even with Davis Mills in the picture, are pretty locked in. But with Richardson, when you read everything that's coming out of camp about him and, Brett and, and Gardner Minshew, and of course he was a more raw prospect than his counterparts, um, it does seem possible maybe not likely I don't really know how things are going to shake out now that he doesn't start and I think his performance in the preseason will go a long way towards determining when he does so I'm just very interested in seeing how comfortable he looks in the offense whether he's improved some of the footwork issues that were raised during Mm. the draft process Uh, and of course you know with the Colts and the drama and Jonathan Taylor um, it's hard to know what this offense is going to look like week one. She's our ESPN NFL analyst, Mina Kimes, joining Vanessa Richardson and Michelle Smallman on Canteen Carlin here on ESPN Radio. And Mina, we always have to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones, he put the NFC East on notice late last week. He thinks the Dallas Cowboys are a championship caliber team. When you look at their quarterback, Dak Prescott, do you think that he could take them to a Super Bowl? Do you think that do you have the confidence in Dak Prescott to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Yeah, I do. Uh, You know, I think Dak is a top 10 quarterback in this league, I don't think you need to be necessarily a, a top five, three quarterback to win the Super Bowl. We've seen less of quarterbacks either get hot or be bolstered by the teams around him. And the roster around him is extremely good. I mean, I think right now, while I still have the Eagles winning the NFC East, uh, the Cowboys are probably only behind them in San Francisco in the NFC in large part because I think they have the potential to have the best defense in the NFL. So, Dak doesn't have to be an elite quarterback for them to win the Super Bowl. He just has to be good and take care of the football.
Mina, we are on Canteen Carlin here on ESPN Radio, and we had Chris Carlin joining us earlier, and he was on Greeny today, and he was giving some of his NFL predictions, and he said that he thinks that the Buffalo Bills are going to miss the playoffs. That was his big surprise prediction. Do you agree or disagree with that take? No, I don't think they'll miss the playoffs. I, I think they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, this is a, a team that was absolutely dominating the league until halfway in the season, despite the fact that they had numerous injuries on the defense. You have some of those players returning this year uh, in addition to some interesting additions. Quarterback who was injured, had a UCL injury halfway during the season. The offense was still efficient. Um, when I look at the roster, I just don't see why they would be significantly worse. I mean, the AFC East is really strong, um, but not strong enough to have them missing the playoffs, that's for sure. Mina, do you have a quarterback that you think has a lot of pressure on them this season to perform? I know we're hearing, obviously, so much about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. You know, you have um, – is, is there any quarterback that you look at this as kind of a big season for them that they're going to have a lot of pressure on them? Yeah, you hear Rodgers a lot, Dak. Uh, but I'll throw out Tua Tungabailoa simply because, um, yeah, he you know, uh, unlike his peers in his draft class, I think we'll probably see Joe Burrow get paid soon. He's still waiting for that multi-year contract. I think health is obviously going to play a big role there. Um, they probably, you know, they picked up the fifth-year fifth year option, but I think before he gets a multi-year deal, I have to think Miami probably wants to see him, A, sustain the level of play we saw through much of last season, and B, stay healthy. So I think uh, it's a really, really big year for him just from a contractual standpoint. Great stuff, as always, from our ESPN NFL analyst, Mina Kimes. Mina, thank you so much for the time. Mina, thanks. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. She's Vanessa Richardson. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next on Canteen Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the NFL season is just 31 days away. We are going to continue our ESPN Radio NFL two-a-days and take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Hey, let's go do our job, man. 
NFL Nation Two Day on ESPN Radio. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Blue 58. Go. This is Mike Duraco covering the Jaguars. The Jaguars were pretty good offensively in 2022, finishing 10th in yards and scoring. But head coach Doug Peterson wants to average a touchdown more per game in 2023. Christian Kirk and Zay Jones had career years, and now the Jaguars have a potential number one receiver in Calvin Ridley. Evan Ingram is also coming off a career year, and second-round pick Brenton Strange gives them a second pass-catching option at tight end. Third-round pick Tank Bigsby will help the team's short yardage struggles and share the workload with Travis Etienne. With Trevor Lawrence's continued development, the pieces are in place for a top-five offense. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. Alongside Vanessa Richardson, I'm Michelle Smallman. We are in for Canty and Carlin today on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And we continue our ESPN Radio NFL Two-A-Days to take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to do so with Mia O'Brien, who's a reporter and host at 1010XL in Jacksonville. Mia, thank you so much for the time. And you've been in Jacksonville, so I, I want to talk about the turnaround between Urban Meyer and Doug Peterson. We know Doug Peterson is a great coach, but can you take us inside and let us know what you observe from him every day that has allowed him to turn the Jacksonville Jaguars around in such a short amount of time. Absolutely. First and foremost, thanks for having me. Loving the girl power here on yes. SBN Radio. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's first address the elephant in the room to answer your question, which is uh, it was a very low bar to clear. Doug Peterson <laughs> simply just has to be a functioning human who told the truth and showed up on time, and that obviously would appease uh, the fan base and local media. Then you compound that with the fact that he is so transparent. He is so giving up his time to not just his players, but to the community here in Jacksonville. And already, you know, you're well over the threshold. I think the biggest thing with Doug, though, is the fact that he did play in the National Football League. For the first three months that he was here in Jacksonville, he kept addressing the need to heal. And I will tell you, ladies, this. Uh, my co-host, uh, all men over the age of 45, took issue with that. They said that grown men in this league shouldn't have to heal. But Doug continued to stress that the trust had been broken between coaching staff and players, and it didn't matter how long it took. He needed to play ball with his players because he awarded them with getting minicamp off a season in June during the offseason program because they did exactly what was asked of him because attendance rate at non-mandatory offseason workouts Five percent, And so, again, that was where he said, hey, this is a give and take. If you give a little, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some more. And it was an open working relationship that, quite frankly, and I think uh, the comments that came out in Ty Dunn on Go Long Story uh, last week illuminates, uh, there was not that sort of working relationship between coaching staff, especially the head coach and his players under Urban Meyer. Mia, what can we expect? I mean, I I always trust the boots on the ground folks more than anybody. You're seeing Trevor Lawrence. You're watching how his teammates respond to him. It'll be his second year under Doug Peterson. What do you think we should expect from him? A lot of people predicting them to win the AFC South. Yeah, there's a lot of people, uh, I know national pundits especially, that are predicting he's a dark horse, if not one of the contenders for MVP of the entire league. I will tell you this, I'm seeing a much more confident Trevor in practice than I have the last two years. Not just the fact that he is making all the throws that maybe a season ago he was taking a second and maybe having a moment of hesitation, even in practice, in completing those throws. 
you are seeing a guy who's saying, eh, you know what, I, I did that in the Chargers game. Let me roll out to the right and throw this completely across my body. And maybe the receiver can't haul it in. Maybe it's an uh. inch or two away from them. But at least I made the effort and I tried something different. And I think that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a quarterback who's playing confident, who's not afraid to take his playmakers to the side, walk them through a play because he is so comfortable with the playbook. And they've been able to expand that playbook now because they kept such consistency in the circle of trust around Trevor Lawrence. Between Doug Peterson, quarterback's coach, and former NFL head coach Mike McCoy, his backup C.J. Beathard, offense coordinator Press Taylor, the only turnover was passing game coordinator Jim Bob Cooter left for Indianapolis. Nick Holes, who is one of Press Taylor's best friends throughout his entire football career, steps in, and he's a guy who already knew the system. And so just keeping such continuity has only increased Trevor's confidence, and it is very, very visible on the practice field. Well, one of those playmakers, Mia, hopes to be Calvin Ridley. How is he going to improve this Jags offense? What have you seen from him so far at camp? Yeah, you know, the the biggest talking point that was given to me from my colleagues up in Atlanta and people around the National Football League was that Calvin Ridley might be the most complete route runner in the league when healthy. Uh, He told us back in the offseason program in June that he is a 1,400 receiver with a broken foot, which is what he did with the Atlanta Falcons in his last full season in 2020, 2021. And so I think that what we're seeing now is a guy that I think once the you know action actually takes place and you get to the fire of week one, maybe it's going to take him just a little bit of time in terms of having that timing right with Trevor and having actual live defenses against you. But in terms of the actual route running, Calvin Ridley is a guy who he embraces it as a challenge. He's been going up against Tyson Campbell, who perhaps one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the National Football League. He was top five, top ten by some accounts in PFF and next-gen stats last year. Calvin has said he will only go against Tyson in one-on-ones throughout the duration of camp to A, build up Tyson, and B, to better his own game. And what's fascinating is if Calvin loses a rep, you see him step right back up to the line against Tyson. And (laughs) when I tell you he takes each route as a challenge, he is truly taking it as a challenge, and he is going as hard as he possibly can. Amazing information on the Jacksonville Jaguars for Mia O'Brien. She is a reporter and host at 1010XL in Jacksonville. Mia, thank you so much for the insight, the info, and the time. We appreciate you. Anytime, anytime. Appreciate you guys. Alongside Vanessa Richardson, I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. And Vanessa, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think are going to be one of the most intriguing teams to watch this year. She is there every day, all day. She does a lot of multimedia content. She's a great follow. Uh, And I love hearing her talk specifically about the continuity and the confidence. I think that's huge. Well, coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, college football realignment has been making headlines left and right. And the Pac-12 might be going from four to two. We have some big news that's coming out of college football today. We're going to share it with you next. You don't want to miss it. Keep it here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.